Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. week we started a new series here on Mercy Talk on the topic of parenting. (laughs) Mine was more like looming than yours. Yours was really exciting. (laughs) We covered last week the topic we I will say we covered we started to cover um, the beginnings of the topic of codependency Um, and you know it was not the easiest conversation to have because some of this isn't really easy Um, but I love what you guys shared last week just on the importance of understanding that our approach to these podcasts is not to be like, yeah, if you do these things, you're horrible. Right. You're such a bad parent. Shame on you. Like, that's not our heart behind this to condemn or to make you feel bad. It's just our heart to bring to light some things that may be affecting you as a parent, affecting your children. And man, if you connect and resonate with some of the things that we're covering, like you said last week, Jen, like mm-hmm. this is all about us extending grace, but also saying if you're identifying some of these things, it's time to get after it. That's it's time right. to address these things. Um, and it's never, ever too late um, to address this stuff as a parent. And so today we're jumping into a new topic um, on enabling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would guess that this is one of those things that can absolutely lie on a continuum for parents. It's not like you either do it or you don't. Yep. It's really just, just how much do you do it? Right. What is your level? <laughs> yes. Exactly. So um, that's four today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where we're headed today. And so um, you've already heard her voice. Brooke Heels Spoke is back with us. <laughs> um, we're super excited. Always excited to have Brooke as a guest and what she brings. And so, yeah, let's jump into it. Yeah. Well, enabling and codependency as we were preparing, we're like, this could be one show mm-hmm. or this could be two shows shows. And I'm glad even coming off of last week that we decided to make two shows because they they can go hand in hand, but they don't always. And so really, as we're talking this through, it's understanding, even as you said, Mel, that even the healthiest parents who are really in a free place may operate from this at times. I know I do. Mm. So we're looking through stuff. I'm like, dang it. There's just some things that we all can fall into because we care and we love our kids. But really other understand that there are other parents that may be dealing with some really significant issues and and really grasping for ways to help. And mm-hmm. so we're so glad that you've continued to join us today. As we've said, this is not easy stuff to talk through, but we hope that we continue to convey it in a place that is really caring and helpful and also really equips you to do something about yep. it. And so really, let's just kick off with a definition because that's always a helpful thing. Once again, kind of like codependency, enabling is one of those terms you maybe hear and go, I think I know what that means. Mm-hmm. So let's define it. And it really is the act of shielding someone from experiencing the full impact and consequences of their behavior. Enabling allows the other person, and in this discussion, that would be our kids, to remain irresponsible. 
<laughs> Long, deep breath and pause. We'll ponder that for a moment. Um, Let's so, take a moment of silence, shall we? <laughs> I think that, um, and two, enabling similar to codependency, right. I, I would say culturally in America, most people would, and maybe worldwide, I don't know, mm-hmm. just, but we'll just go with here. We'll, we'll go with uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, think of it more in relation with uh, addiction and addiction, right. mm-hmm. you know, with the family and that, you know, are you enabling someone who's struggling with addiction? Are you enabling their behavior? Right. But guys, I'm just here to tell you, like Melanie said, this is, we all do it at mm-hmm. some level mm-hmm. because not, it really comes out of a place of wanting to shield and wanting to protect. Now, sometimes that is because you don't want to feel your feelings Mm -hmm. and deal with your stuff. That's right. But right. We, and I I know I'm just, just reference every podcast we've ever done, but I know we've talked about that too. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, the unhealthy things come out of, a, a place of wanting to do well. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing sure. the best they can, right? Mm-hmm. In some ways, trying to do, um, be good to their kids. And so um, it, it really falls on a spectrum. Like we said, just what level are you doing it at mm-hmm. today? And and when you're aware of it, it's just really awesome because it actually gives you some really great insight into That's who so you true. are mm-hmm. and then really who, who your kids are. Yeah. Because there's going to be, right, the person you're enabling is actually going to help negotiate that a little bit yeah and so what is it that they want me to enable them with like what does that say about my kids since we're talking about parenting yeah you know mm-hmm. if my kid doesn't want to be uncomfortable in a situation he's going to be like oh mom dad can you mm-hmm. get me out of this or can we do you know something mm-hmm. like that but that's mm-hmm. actually tells me a lot about him yeah and what he struggles with and how can i encourage him to be healthier or more confident in those areas yeah just mm-hmm. good strategic yeah so good well another really good definition um, of enabling is is that it creates an atmosphere in which our children can comfortably continue their unacceptable mm-hmm. and destructive behavior. And that's exactly what you were just describing. Um, and, you know, this this is something that can easily come in for for parents when they want to try to control their children's behaviors so that their children don't have to experience those negative effects of their behaviors. And obviously, as we've already said, this is... This is just out of a hope and a desire that our children will stop making bad choices. Right. I mean, it's it's because we want the best. And so, you know, it's going it, to, it can play out in all of the different years of a child, mm-hmm. their growing up years. I'm thinking about how, and, and this is where I would just chime in, like, this doesn't just play out in parental roles That's at right. all. That's and so enough. for anybody listening who hasn't already turned off this podcast you're, because you're not a parent, um, I encourage you to consider, like, I may not be a mom or dad yet of biological children, but this can play out in your friendships. Mm -hmm. This can play out. I mean, I was a youth pastor back in the day, as many of you Mercy Talk listeners know. I've shared lots about those years, how much this played out as a youth pastor caring for the teens. And I just loved them so much. Mm -hmm. I didn't want them to hurt and I didn't want them to suffer. And so I would enter in at an unhealthy level and, and end up enabling. And then what ended up happening is I enabled you know, some of these kids, I realized like, well, they're never actually changing. That's right. (laughs) Like nothing is actually shifting (laughs) because I'm enabling this to happen. And so this can play out in so many different types of relationships. Um, and it really happens whenever you have crossed the line, um, of, of nurturing and into a territory that actually harms the other person or Mm -hmm. harms the child. Um, and instead of actually positioning them for success through 
their failures That's and right. through those things that those bad choices that they've made. I, I saw this played out in such a very practical way. Not too long ago, we were, my husband and I were over at um, some people's houses and they have two little children one of them was a toddler and she kept jumping up on the back of the couch and they kept saying, stop doing that. Stop doing that. And I'm looking at it going like, oh my word, she's going to hurt herself. Oh my word. You know? And like, they kept telling her to stop the third time. They didn't tell her to stop. And I looked over and I saw her and I was like, mm, she's going to get in trouble again. <laughs> and, and they both saw her and they were like, all right. And I was like, what, what do you mean? All right. <laughs> You can't be, no, you got to get her down. She's going to fall. She's going to hurt herself. And the mom said, she's going to have to fall. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I just remember realizing like in that moment, that's exactly what this is. Yeah. It's actually sometimes allowing the fall that they knew where that fall was not going to kill their kid. You know yeah. I mean? Like obviously there's a limit to how much you're going to allow, but like she's going to have to fall once mm-hmm. off this couch to realize like that's a bad decision. And so that can play out in something like that, but also in the huge decisions of life. Yeah. I mean, and the thing that's tough about enabling and especially, you know, coming from, addiction treatment and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Sometimes it is you're enabling into kind of life and death situations. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and I've I've probably talked about this on the addiction podcast, but that was one of the hardest things to say was if you continue to enable this behavior, there's a hundred percent chance that your child will die. Mm -hmm. If you don't, there's 50, 50. Yeah. And that's awful, but it's way better than 100. And then how do we support parents in having to do that? Because as a parent, that's just even talking about it is just gut wrenching, you know, to think, so I have to let my kid be homeless. Like I have to let them feel the burn Mm -hmm. a little bit. And obviously the goal is that we do that early Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to do it, you know, later, but some things are outside of your control, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but we, it's just, so it's really, really hard. So I want to kind of honor that. Like this isn't a flippant thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of times, even in like not wanting the kid to fall, right. I've seen that with, with, um, Liam, like he's playing basketball and guys, he wasn't really that great. He's getting, he's getting better. He's getting better. Um, but I mean, he was like, he was, you know, so he's on the basketball team, by the way, seven. So this is when he was in kindergarten. Why do we have basketball for kindergartners? I don't know. Anyway, so he's so playing true. kindergarten and he was terrible and he's like spinning circles in the middle of the court. And I am about to just lose it in the stands. I was like, cause I was so embarrassed for him and it brought up all this junk mm. for me, you know, doing that. And that Scott was, like, hey, I'm going to need you to leave. Like, you need to go. And I had to go and I realized, like, I was embarrassed for, like, me. Yeah. My kid did not care. Mm-hmm. He was just fine spinning circles, being mm-hmm. terrible basketball. He was fine with it. But my tendency was like, get over there. Get the ball. Do the, right. You know what I mean? And so, well, my other reaction was, okay, well, he's not very good. We should just have him not play. Mm. And it was literally all for me to just not be uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And so, if you can kind of play that out and obviously more serious scenarios. So, yeah. Just for our listeners, I've been working through that. Right. Doing better. Had a couple years. <laughs> you know? So, anyway, so obviously none of us love the concept of having your kid hit rock bottom mm-hmm. or experience really hard consequences, whether it's due to, you know, addiction or, hey, man, you got to do your homework. Right. Like, I can't, I can't make that go away. You know, yeah. and I don't, we've had that conversation quite a bit. And again, he's seven. So it's really going to be fun when he's a teenager, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, 
but when we enable them to avoid consequences, we're not positioning them for success. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. What does the Lord do? He gives you a little. Can you can you be honorable in this? Right. Can you handle this? Because if we go from, hey, you never have to do homework, I'll do it for you. Oh, now you got in a great university and have to figure it all mm-hmm. out on your own. Mm-hmm. Guess what, guys? You were not being good to your yeah, kids. No, it's gonna all come crashing down. It's at gonna some be point. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna work out. Yeah. You know? So it's mm, good. Um Giving our children consequences is no fun and you really want them <laughs> to like fun. you and love you. But I will say this, if you can pull back and get the bigger picture and be healed in yourself, right? Dealing with your own abusive past and all the things that you need to do. Um, we realize like we can't control and we can't enable and we can actually set them up for success by allowing mm-hmm. them to be uncomfortable in a safe way with yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. We've been walking through some different things with my oldest daughter cause she'll be 14 here before mm. long. <laughs> and it's awesome. It's mm-hmm. such a fun season and there's such a fun connectivity and she wants to hang out with me and there's a, we have a really great relationship. But there are new levels of independence she's moving into. Mm-hmm. There's moments where I'm like, I don't like the way you're talking right now. I don't like the way mm-hmm. that this is normal teenage stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's been really interesting because the other night I was, we were, my husband and I were praying about some certain ways, like how do we consequence this and what does this need to look like? Especially the way she's wired. We're not going to deal with her like we well, my youngest or do you know what I mean? She's an individual kid. And that's another encouragement as you're dealing with some of this really being prayerful, like, Lord, you have stewarded this child to me, the one that's in front of me who's acting this way. How do I need to address and parent them in the way that you're asking of me? And so my husband and I are in prayer about this. And so the next morning I woke up and often the Lord will just kind of drop things when I'm still halfway awake. And I just really very specifically heard him say that it's okay that Ken is not comfortable. Mm. It's okay if she's uncomfortable. And I needed to hear that because I mm. like my kids to be comfortable. Yeah. I like them to feel safe and all this, all very important things. But the reality is if she lives her life comfortable when she's not handling her business, that's like you said, Brooke, I am not setting her up for success. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the Lord saying, it's not a matter of her being unsafe. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so the reality of giving that, because I think we can know that intellectually sometimes, but it's a different thing when you are face to face with your child, whom you love and you want the best for, and you realize I'm about ready to make you real uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be uncomfortable <laughs> for me, especially yeah. when it's new territory, yeah. because parents Parenting a seven or eight year old is different than a 14 year old. I'm finding it's very different. That's so exciting for me. Yes. Good. Look forward to it. So I just say that to say that I feel like that's something the Lord's just been really showing me and helping me to understand that in those moments, I have permission as the one he has stewarded this girl to, to allow her to be uncomfortable as long as he's leading me in Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. And that it's not just an intellectual thing, that it's okay to live in that tension and to make sure that that, because in that uncomfortability, I'm not enabling her Mm -hmm. and she's dealing with the consequences now. So like we say down the road, there's not the same ones that she's, it's not going to build to a place where she hits the fan because I want her to hit the fan. Yeah. I want to speak directly to those of you who may be considering becoming a partner with Mercy. First of all, you're making a way for literally thousands and thousands of young women at all of our locations in the United States and beyond to come free of charge. We get thousands of calls every month for help, and you, through your support, can help us answer the call. So really, I think the important thing we also talk through is just the specific things that can happen when we enable our children. 
One of the big ones that you hear a lot of people talk about is failure to launch. The idea that as they grow into a place of needing to be independent, they are still so dependent on you. That can look a lot of ways. We talk about like the 30-year-old or the 40-year-old living with their parents. That's one thing. But even emotionally, not being able to connect in relationships, not being able to move into new seasons, whether it's college or higher levels of things, and really being able to go for it as a strong, confident, independent person. We often talk in this society, in this season, in this culture about a lot of entitlement. Entitlement comes when you enable your child. When they are never placed in a position of consequence, when they are never placed in a position of being uncomfortable because of Mm -hmm, their choices, mm -hmm. they will begin to believe the world owes them something. Mm -hmm. We hate entitlement when it's playing out, but do we ever step back and go, how did I create this? How did I allow this to happen? And so that's another kind of thing that can come from enabling our kids. There's a discussion too about the struggle with intrinsic motivation. The idea that if we don't develop accountability and self-confidence that there won't be this inner confidence to do what I need to do. I'm expecting the external to continue to motivate me. The problem is, as I grow into my latter teens and into my early twenties, mom and dad aren't supposed to be there motivating me from the outside. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know how to take in that motivation from the other people in my life, I'm not going to be set up for success. And isn't that what we want for our kids? Yes. We want them Mm -hmm. to be healthy and happy Mm -hmm. and successful and to be able to seek God and to walk after the calling in their lives. But if they don't have that internal motivation because there's been consequence, it's going to really be a struggle. Um, they don't learn how to deal with negative emotions such as disappointment or how to problem solve for themselves. I'm hitting this with my daughter sometimes. She will look at me and go, mom, where is this? And I'll say, I don't know, even though sometimes I do because I have that mom memory and I'm thinking I totally know where that is, but you need to know where that is. Mm. It would be easier for me just to go up and get it and put it in her back and all the things that I've done, but I'm even having to go, you know what? I have to make sure that she's taking responsibility for herself, yeah. that she's problem solving. If you didn't bring down your dirty clothes and they're not clean, go hand wash yourself something mm-hmm. before school, like problem solve. Yeah. That's all stuff that's, it would be easier for me just to do it for you because it would save time. Mm-hmm. But long term. And some grief. And some grief. And a whole lot yeah. of facials. But at the, the back end, it's teaching her to do what she needs mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. The last couple of things that happens when we enable is it creates indifference, apathy, and laziness. If I never come face to face with the consequences for my choices, I will, there's no reason for me to engage in life. Ultimately, I'm going to just check out because there's no involvement. There's no ownership. There's no connection with the things that I'm called to do. And I don't think we often think about that when we think about enabling. Eventually, you're going to have a child who has no connection with the world, has mm-hmm. really no vision or passion because everything's been done for them. They mm-hmm. have no consequences. There's no internal desire to get after it. Mm-hmm. And lastly, it really can keep them stuck as we talked about this in their brokenness and in their addiction. And I love what you said, Brooke, because as much as this is the conversation about my 14-year-old or your seven-year-old, there are parents listening whose daughters maybe are applying to mercy or their kids have been in addiction or in really hurtful situations for a long time and going, what does it look like for me to stop enabling? And it's a scary thing to look at. It's not Mm -hmm. just uncomfortable. It's full on scary. But understanding if you don't, there is a hundred percent chance that it's going to remain the way that it is. Mm -hmm. But if you do, and if you step back from enabling, there is no telling how that creates space for God to then step in and begin to move some things into place for Mm -hmm. them to come into their freedom. Mm -hmm. It's a powerful thing. The way that this enabling can keep people stuck or when it's, pulled out of the situation, how it frees people up 
to really be able to move forward. Yeah. I can tell you in our application process, you know, we often have um, parents who want to do that for them. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll even try and be super sneaky. Yeah. A message to you guys. We know. We know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> yes. You know, and we love you and mm-hmm. we respect where you're coming from. So sometimes, you know, yep. we get it um, and we try and very gently, you know, correct that. But I'll tell you this, when a, when a, a applicant applies because they want to be here. That's right. The difference of what happens in the program is just night and day. Mm -hmm, It is. It just is. And I know, Jen, you can speak on that from being in the home, you know, but but when they come and they show up and they go, my parents made me. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's a different world. It's just a different world. You Mm -hmm. know, sometimes it still works out, but honestly, more often than not, it doesn't. Right. They kind of stay long enough to appease their parents. See, I tried. Mm -hmm. And then they go home and it's, you know, heartbreaking, honestly, for everybody, because obviously we, you know, just care and love them so much, too. So, you know, but it's hard to wait on someone. Um, to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it is. So, I, I mean, I say that with all due respect, but just Absolutely. if you have somebody in the process, just kind of pray through that and keep that in mind, you know, and, and pray for them really to be open-handed. compelled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Jen, as you were kind of running off that list of effects, it just, I was struck by so much of this enabling behavior happens because we have a desire to protect. Mm-hmm. But like just the reality that the damaging effects of enabling in the long run for your child are so much greater yes. than if you let them hurt and you let them fall and you let them, I mean, it's just, if you're really wanting to protect your child and set them up well for their life, then then this has to be looked at, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking very specifically about a story I just heard from one of my friends who's a teacher um, in this area at a high school. And um, there was this kid who like was doing pretty well in school. And then all of a sudden it was like, maybe it was like his junior year. He just fell off the deep end, like just started getting into things and like addictions and just problems that were just like, where did this come from? Like right. he was fine. And then all of a sudden just what happened and the parents came in and the parents were like we don't understand how this possibly could have happened we have protected our kid and kept him in this and as they described more and more it was like oh so basically you've never let your kid be uncomfortable you've never let your kid hurt you've never let your kid and now all of a sudden something from the world hurt this kid and he had no idea how to handle it Mm. because he had been kind of protected and kept all safe and secure by parents his whole life and they had never let him suffer consequences they had never let him hurt and then when he did get hurt because that's inevitable absolutely he had no idea how to handle it Mm. and so to be able to know like I can raise my kid and, and teach them as they hurt as they suffer the consequences, I get to teach them how to handle that yeah. and how to um, to be healthy in the midst of just difficulty and pain. And so it just made me think about, man, that can play out, you know, in, in pretty extreme ways mm-hmm. if it's not dealt with. And so if this is, you know, resonating with anyone out there, man, I just I feel like we can't say this enough. Um, it's not too late to turn the corner with your kids. Um, Even if they're already grown and out of the house, you can start to create new dynamics with your children. Or grown and in the house. Or Mm -hmm. grown and in the house. (laughs) Failure to launch. Yeah, Uh, A lot of that happening. (laughs) Help them launch. Absolutely. There there are some very practical things that you can do, and we just encourage you, oh my goodness, if the enemy is heaping shame on you right now, um, we just encourage you to be aware of that, um, to kick it in the backside, and just to know, like, I can change things right now. I can start to change things. And so um, the first thing would just be that as we always encourage people to do is find out what is at the root 
of this mm-hmm. thing for you? Um, what is the reason behind the enabling? Um, you know, Brooke, you mentioned earlier, like something that you've realized with your kid was like, oh, this was my stuff right? coming up in some of my own insecurities. I know for myself in advance of having children, I'm probably going to have some issues with wanting my kids to like me. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess that may be a normal thing, but I know for me, people pleasing has been a struggle. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to have to be aware of that yeah. because that could absolutely be the root of enabling, um, for me, you know? And right. so just knowing what those things are, if you don't know what those things are, just asking the Lord, he's always so good and faithful to reveal those roots behind the things that we, we want to see change. Um, and so get yourself in a healthier place, um, so that you can then be a healthier parent, um, reach out for additional help if you need that. Yeah. Bring some people in for an accountability, you know, purposes. I mean, man, with accountability, you can just straight up say, I'm struggling with this. And every week, every month, whatever it is, I need you to ask me these three or four or five things right. about my parenting with my child. Cause this is, this is struggle. And I need your help with that. It may be that you do just need some counseling. We always celebrate people who get help. Yes, like, come on. It's not, yeah. So oh yeah. Everybody. It may be that you're like, well, go get it. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. Like yeah. there's this stuff that can run so deep that we really do need some help. Um, and sometimes some professional help in, in helping to uproot those things and to deal with those things. Um, and then, you know, man, just having other parents and kids in your life that, you know, you're just doing life with that You're dialoguing about these things, um, for the sake of encouragement, but also for accountability, um, can all be really important. And the last thing that I would mention at least, um, would be just resourcing yourself. We mentioned, um, last week, the boundaries books, how many times have we I recommended know. the boundaries books to people <laughs> on mercy talk? Um, Cloud and Townsend have a great book called boundaries, mm-hmm. but then they have boundaries with children and boundaries. Boundaries with teens. teens. I don't know if it might, it's boundaries with kids it's or boundaries children. with kids. Yep. Um, and so those are very specific to parenting relationships. Could not recommend them yep. more highly. Also, um, they have the entitlement cure, Oh, which is not yeah. an easy read. I mean, honestly, it's not quite as um, easy to read as boundaries, but it's yeah. really good. And you're going to be pulling chapters out for your children mm-hmm. if they're it's at good. the age to read those things. It's a really, really oh, good that's book. That's so great. And I would also add as a bit of a teaser is the next two weeks. We'll be breaking down those books mm-hmm. too. So next week is boundaries with kids and the following will be boundaries with teens mm-hmm. because it's so important as a follow-up to these very conversations that we can bring awareness, but then yeah. we want to make sure that you know what to do next. So I think there's also a reality of going, okay, I've helped my kids and it seems like there's just this challenge that continues to play out. And I would say, especially with your kids, if maybe they're a little bit older and there's some challenges there, but sometimes it's just helpful to go, okay, what are some questions I could ask myself to really figure out what's happening? And so some of those questions you could ask yourself after you've helped your child to really discern whether or not enabling is at play are some of these. Do I feel used and taken advantage of after I've helped my child? Have I set them up for success? in the way that I have helped them? Am I frustrated and angry with their behavior or their choices? Am I operating out of obligation and emotion or a decision that was prayed through and well thought out? That's a huge one. Hmm. And I think that can be something that we ask ourselves throughout the range of our children in this moment. Did I pray this through? Did I really think this through? Or am I acting out of a place of my brokenness, out of emotion, out of reaction, whatever it may be? And was this decision supported by others in my life that can at times see more clearly than I can? That Hmm. is such a huge, huge piece, especially if you're working and dealing with a kiddo or a child or a teen or a grown adult who's operating from more serious life controlling stuff. It is so important that you have people in your life 
who have a vantage point into your life and into your decisions to help you see the blind spots that Mm -hmm. you don't see. Mm -hmm. I think we need this in every stage of life with our kids for sure. But especially if you're dealing with some of this life or death stuff, get some people in your life that have permission to look into things with you, to point out the things that maybe you're missing, to challenge you if you're kind of taking the easy road with your kids, especially if you decided, okay, I've got to cut this enabling thing out. It's not going to be something that just poof happens. Mm -hmm. You've got to have some people around you that are really encouraging you and maybe asking these very questions of you so that you're able to really discern like, how am I doing with this? And is enabling still in operation. Yeah. I mean, cause here's the deal. The person you're enabling does not want you to stop. No, they don't. They're <laughs> not like, sure. you know what? Set some boundaries. Yeah. Make yeah. me uncomfortable. Good. This would be I great. Yeah. I just want to be really, really need you to parent me now. Yeah. I want to be held responsible for <laughs> yeah. my choices. Yeah. No, never. <laughs> no one think I've that. ever said that actually. Yeah. No, but I think that, um, you know, that's the thing. If you can get to a place where you can ask these type of ask these types of questions, but it is just so important, guys, with enabling, especially with anything, but definitely this, you cannot figure this out alone yeah. because the system resists change. Mm-hmm. So if you start playing around and kicking things around and you don't have kind of an objective person in your life to help you think this through and talk it through, whatever that needs to look like, whether it's a group or counseling or a right. friend or pastor, whatever it is, you know, and it's okay to struggle with it. Mm -hmm. This is hard and it didn't happen overnight. Right. And it all comes out of nine times out of a 10 out of nine times out of 10, a place out of the 10. I don't know. Anyway, a lot. Everybody's there. Thank you. 90% 90 of the time, (laughs) all the high percentages, it comes out of a place of, again, wanting to protect. And so Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be dealing with yourself and then it's going to be fixing the problem that was created. And so you need support in that. Mm -hmm. You do. Right. So please, please, please don't feel like you have to do that alone. And I really, I don't know that you can yeah. because you're so entrenched in mm-hmm. it. So actually, I'm just going to say you probably can't. So just go get <laughs> someone to help you. Okay. Um, and, you know, so seeking obviously wise counsel, like that's really important and allow the Lord just to work mm-hmm. just give him permission to bring up things. Um, just sometimes for that, like you will be shocked at, you know, how he'll bring you back to a place and go, yeah. oh, that's where that happened. Hmm. That's where that agreement was. Okay. And mm-hmm. you deal with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get to function out of a healthier place, right? Yeah, and then you so deal true. with that. And then you get to, you know, he'll take you up and then he'll bring you back and heal you some more. Mm-hmm. And it'll just keep going just when we allow him to just speak into our life and our relationship with our child. And really, you mentioned your kid's an individual. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord, what do they need from me? Yeah. yeah. Right? Because they are not me. Figure out how do they communicate? So what I know we did like five voices. I've tried to figure out what kind of voice does my kid have? Because mm-hmm. if we're different and we're communicating on two different planes, You know, and frankly, that can be kind of fun, like to really discover who your kid is as an individual, Mm -hmm. even if they're an adult. Right. Mm -hmm. We're kind of like, oh, I'm just now seeing you like working with adults and addiction and all of that. The parents will say, like, I'm just now seeing Mm -hmm. you and who Mm -hmm. you are. And I kept thinking you were me, but you weren't. You were this other person. Yeah. You know, and just the healing that can come just out of that will bring freedom. It just so really good. will. So. Good. And I would add to that too. I think there's a real power in knowing what their spiritual gifts are and what their love languages are. Cause those are also indicators mm. as to how similar they are to you or how very different they are to you. And really the more that we're able to go, what, it, how is my child child wired and meeting them in that place? Mm-hmm. Cause how often we come at things the way I think, the way I feel, the way I've lived, the way that I do things, I already see where this could go. And so I'm going to try to control it. I think of all the times Lord has shown me like the reason that you're trying to avoid this for her is because you experienced this Mm -hmm. or this was a really hard 
hard thing for you and you will give your life to make sure. But the reality is it's not the same thing. My child is not experiencing the same childhood I did. And so even if it feels similar to what I experienced, it's not the same thing. And if I try to operate with it from the same thing, I'm jacking it up. Mm -hmm. So there's just that place of going, okay, Lord, show me where this begins and ends and what is real reality? What is like legit that I need to address? But also when you were parenting out of that place of fear, which is also a part of enabling, it just really can really mess some things up. So really just being on the lookout for how they're wired and how to move from that place. Mm-hmm. And I would just add, even as we get ready to wrap up today, we have our Keys to Freedom study that many of our listeners have walked through once, maybe numerous times. And if this is something that you're like, oh man, there are some things that I really need to probably work through that are impacting the way that I parent my children or the way that I'm caregiving for the kids that are in my care, I just encourage you to jump online and check that out. It's an eight-week study that just walks you through the keys to freedom that Mm -hmm. we move through in our residential program with all of our girls. It's all biblical tools, but it's very practical. It really walks you through into some really cool places of healing. And so if you're really at a place where you're like, I know that I need this, but I don't know how to go about it, that may just be a tool Mm -hmm. that we would just encourage you to check out and to look into. And so we hope that you'll continue to join us as we talk next week and really kick into a conversation on boundaries with kids. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thanks for listening today, and we hope you'll join us next week.